time for basketball season, everybody. That's right. It's basketball season because the football team decided they don't want to play anymore. So we'll just move right along. We're going to talk about all that and more on Locked On Syracuse starts right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Monday episode of Lockdown Syracuse. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode of Lockdown Syracuse is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling has something for everyone, especially when it comes to college football coverage. With a massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC, you can always catch the games you want on Sling, and now everybody can do so. Check out Sling TV now to see the massive lineup of games they have all season long. Sling, the TV you love for a price you love. Try it today. Okay, Uh, Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine, like I said, with you today talking about Syracuse uh, football. We're reacting to that loss, sadly. It was really bad. Maybe instead we pivot and we talk about Syracuse football winning the ACC championship, which also happened, uh, but also maybe not. Syracuse football's loss, I mean, it was so every adjective you want, gut punch, let the air out. I mean, everything you can think of, it it was that. And you knew that they were going to lose almost immediately in the first quarter, 14-0, then 21-3, then it was 38-3, and they didn't, it was just so, so bad. Jordan Travis played a nearly perfect game, 21 for 23, passing the ball, three touchdowns. He didn't even have like a crazy day, 155 yards through the air. Trey Benson was electric out of the backfield, 163 yards, nine yards per carry. He was stupid good. I mean, it was just an awful, awful game. And on senior night, the night that's supposed to be so grand and everything, whatnot, you celebrate the guys, whatever. It just wasn't that. It was brutal. Um, And you send the fans home really, really upset. And All I could think about the whole time, Owen, was our podcast we did a couple months ago, it seems now, where we said, all right, they're 5-0, 4-0, whatever, 6-0. If you go 6-6, that's way above expectations for what the season were. But for the expectations you built during the first six games, it's terrible. So I don't even know how to feel right now. Should I be happy that they're going to a bowl game? No. Should be happy they're going to the bowl to a bowl game. You, you should be pissed that they're going to go six and six. Okay, I don't. I can't even write in BC anymore. They just beat NC State. I can't even write in BC. Pathetic. You know this is this that is, is the word of this podcast too. Pathetic is the word that comes to mind. This was a horrid football game. Absolutely horrid on all facets of the game. Syracuse played terribly. They were not ready to play a football game. It's embarrassing. And as you said, six and six is a very, very feasible reality. And at that point, a bowl game is nothing more than a slap in the face. 
I don't care what the expectations were coming into the year. I'm aware. I picked them to go four and eight. I also saw a six and zero football team that has not played to the same level that it was and does not look prepared to be competitive in ACC football games against anybody at this point. This team looks terrible. The coaching looks terrible. The special teams looks terrible. The defense can't stop the run for the life of them. This offense does not get first downs. You need first downs to score points. That's how things work. This is awful right now. And there are so many changes that need to be had in two weeks. And I do not think that they can happen in that time frame. This season has taken a drastic turn, an incredibly drastic turn. And I believe it was Nate Mink wrote an article Uh, for Syracuse.com on Sunday morning or Saturday night that said two times in the history of college football has a team started 6-0 and finished the year 6-6, and and both times the coaches were fired. Wow. I'm not saying that Babers will be fired. I think we're both on the same page that regardless of what happens because of a $10 million-plus reported buyout, he will not leave. But that is the reality. This has happened two times. And both times the head coach was fired after the season. This is something that is really alarming. It is something that should have John Wildback unable to sleep because of how tough a spot he is going to be in making this decision. And we know John Wildback loves to make excuses for Dino Babers. And I think at the way the season has started, getting to 6-0, reaching a bowl game is enough of an excuse for Wildback to keep him. But this is something that is really bad. And it needs to be fixed. And I do not think it can be fixed before this season is over. And I think this is a fan base right now that has a very, very warranted anger for what this team has done. An incredibly warranted anger for the last month of college football with regards to Syracuse. They have not scored a touchdown in 125 minutes of game clock. They are averaging less than 50 yards per quarter of offense. They've scored 300 or they've got 305 yards in the last two games combined. In the 6 and 0 run, they were averaging 430 yards a game or 420 yards a game and they did not have a single game with less than 305 yards. In the last two weeks they've combined for 305. This offense needs to be revamped. The defense needs to figure out a way to stop the run. If that means your pass defense suffers, you need to figure out a way to stop the run because that was embarrassing to see what Florida state did against Syracuse. Trey Benson ran for 9.1 yards per carry on 18 attempts. That's atrocious. They had nothing to answer him. And this was not like he broke out for an 80 yard touchdown. His long was 30. He just kept getting first down after first down after first down. The place was empty in the third quarter, empty. And no reason that you saw in that game, there was not a moment in that game that told me that you should stay. And it really is, it's difficult to see because it was a fan base that seemed so rejolted, so revitalized, ready to celebrate, you know, looking for something to grasp onto in terms of hope surrounding Syracuse football. And it is gone. It has been squashed. It has been, I don't know, um, the, the helicopter has dumped however many gallons of water on the small bonfire that Syracuse fans had going in their backyard. 
that is what the last four weeks have done. And the next two weeks do not look like they're providing a difference. And that is a very, very disappointing, sad, unfortunate, pathetic situation to be in, to go full circle. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And if you're curious on who all those other two coaches were, because I was, uh, it was Ron Zook at Illinois in 2011, who was fired after uh, even winning a bowl game. And then it was Jim Grobe, who was the interim coach in 2016 at Baylor, who was replaced by Matt Rule before their bowl game that season. Uh, Babers, I think, could make history in being the first guy to keep his job after going 6-6 six and six with a 6-0 and start. Because, like you said, with the way Wild Hack put it uh, before the year and the way that uh, we know his buyout is $10 million plus whatever, there's just no way he's going anywhere. I just don't see it. So uh, I think Babers is uh, certainly uh, sticking around. I was also just looking, and, and Syracuse has had 16 head coaches of its football program in the time that it's been a program. That's not very many. A team like Clemson's had like 24, 25. Um, and Syracuse, a team uh, that has had great success in the past, Babers is his tenure is getting up there to where you'll look back at it and be like, wow, he was there for like a little while. Um, but that's just what I was thinking about. It's year Our seven. Thing. Yes, year it seven. is year seven. Next year, year right? eight. One winning um, season at this point. He needs correct. to win another football game to make it two. But he's one for six so far, and the other years haven't really been close. Something 100%. needs to happen because this is not like a two or three year, let's try something. We're approaching a decade in the Dino Babers era with one winning season right now. And with how many? Well, he's got five. Five wins in the month of November and beyond. I think it's and how many of those were in six. 2018? Six. How many of those and were in four 2018? Four of them were in 2018 or three of them or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, Win down the yeah, stretch. Pretty bad. Keep a fan base energized, please. It's right, a, I'm take... so disappointed. I can tell. Because it's it's brutal. And it's so it unfortunate. I'm sitting right and, here with you. Yeah, it's it's awful. But take a break. Let me cool down. Okay. We must take a break. Uh, to pay the bills. And if you're struggling to pay the bills, you'll know that inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back, whether it's driving less, dining out less, or buying less from the grocery store. We can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why you got to start using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, you don't have to cut back because you get cash back on every purchase. To get started, download the free Upside app, use promo code LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit and re- credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's why or that's probably why they've got a 4.8 star rating on the app store. Download the free upside app and use promo code locked to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. It's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code locked. Alrighty. Let's continue. Matt Bonaparte on Valentine with you on the lockdown Syracuse podcast. We're talking Syracuse football, of course. Um, it was a bad game. We all know that. Nobody's, you know, shying away from that fact. It is what it is. Um, but 
and we talked a little bit about expectations um, and where Dino's going, but let's talk about the seniors for a second or those who walked on senior night. You didn't see Sean Tucker. That's probably the first thing uh, that stood out to me is that Sean Tucker did not participate. That means he's yeah, coming back, right? Like, I, I don't know if that's definitive, but I could also see the other thing I thought about was I could also totally see him being like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, does he strike you as the kind of guy who wants everybody to cheer his name? No, he doesn't not care. at all. He, he doesn't it, want to do that at all. It definitely seems like, and I think I saw something of, you know, comments about him not wanting to, you know, take away from the seniors moment and let them have that moment, things like that. I don't know what it means yet. Maybe it means he's unsure. Maybe, and I I think he should be unsure. But if you're unsure, you usually do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, I I always say, and this is, you know, sometimes wrong in hindsight, sometimes right in hindsight. You know, you're what, 22 years old with a chance to make a few million. I don't know how you say no to that. In any level, right? I, I will never... I might think it could be the incorrect decision, but you can I can never mentally fault a guy for for wanting to get paid uh, at, at this level, at this skill set. Uh, it's his decision. I don't know where he stands right now. I, I do think he's slid. I don't know if he's slid enough to make this a true question at this point, um, but he did not walk. I will say this. It was incredibly unfortunate for the seniors and those who did do that little senior walk at the end of the game, which is a really cool moment, Uh, but it is unfortunate that the score was what it was and the number of people that left had left because they did not really get a moment. And that was the unfortunate part of of this whole game and and Florida state piled it on. They were not letting this game end. uh, And they, they wanted to continue, you know, running the score up. You see, as, as you look at the at the box score and and you're looking to score. I mean, this is this is something that you you saw Florida State team wants to to get out and, and make a point here. And, and they did. They really did make a point in this game that they were, you know, a level that much above what it is that Syracuse can do right now. And everyone was gone, which was very unfortunate. Because this is recognition and you're, you know, you're the all-time scoring leader in Andre Schmidt is walking. Uh, You've got a top, however many round two, I would assume maybe three with the injury uh, cornerback that is walking that will be drafted and will be playing on Sundays for theoretically years to come. You've got guys that have given everything, even if, you know, the numerical success has not been there. There is a lot that walked in terms of stories, in terms of whatever that story might be, numerical success, statistical success, individual success, uh, and they gave it. I will say that. There was never moments where I I thought they caved and didn't want to play in that kind of ordeal. Sometimes they were outdone. Sometimes they were outsized, things like that. I wish that they could have gotten a better recognition and a better celebration because this game – And you could argue, and I don't think this is the case, but an 8 p.m. kickoff where you're going to walk after the game does not really permit a lot of people wanting to stay, plus the score, plus the whole situation. That game was an embarrassment. No one wants to stay. And it is unfortunate for those guys that deserve a moment of recognition, a moment of let's throw football aside and recognize these guys as the people they are, 
the hard workers they are and whatever path they go from here, uh, give them that recognition and, you know, in the brotherhood of Syracuse football, if you want to talk like that, they deserved more than they were able to get. Uh, and it's, it is another unfortunate situation that is a result of how awful Syracuse played in this game that led to that moment not being as good as it possibly could have been. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, they didn't really get that moment. They just didn't. Um, they they saw a pretty empty dome. And le- I, I mean, let's look at the list of uh, people who, of players who did participate. It was, this is a tweet from Emily Liker I'm going off here. 11 total players. Sam Warren, Devon Cooper, Eric Coley, Dakota Davis, Carlos Vatarello, Aaron Belinsky, Andre Schmidt, Chris Elmore, Garrett Williams, Matthew Bergeron, Michael Jones. Um, some big names give, on that list. I didn't even give Elmore a shout there. I was going to say Elmore, shout. underratedly yeah. huge name on that list. A guy who's been here since, I don't know, it seems like 1834. Uh, and, he, I mean, he's been the heart and soul of the program for yeah. like literally six years now. Uh, playing whatever position they need him to tight end fullback offensive line defensive line like the dude has been everywhere um and he's gonna be gone and he didn't even get to play half a game this year he got hurt so quickly that he was gone uh and then you know there's also name like michael jones on this list who had a very emotional press conference uh and somebody i believe in a press conference he said that he was thinking back to uh, 2019 when nobody knew who he was. And he just, he became such a huge staple of the defense and such a big representation of what Syracuse football was and is. Uh, And he's the guy who's making top linebacker lists across the country and whatnot. And he's going to go to the NFL as well and and be a good player. Um, Michael Jones leaving this team is, just as Michael Jones leaving this team is not on par, but a lot closer to Eric Dungey leaving than people realize in terms of just leadership and what he meant to the program uh, and things like that. Because Michael, he bleeds Syracuse football. It's just like what he is. Um, yeah. And then, like you mentioned, Aaron, or Andre Schmidt uh, being the all time leading scorer, leaving a Lou Groza award winner, a guy who bounced back really strong this season. Yeah. Um, so many stories. There's a lot of guys. And yeah. how about Bergeron? Bergeron, yeah. a guy who was uh, Bergeron's story is one of my favorites. Ryan Alexander's playing right tackle in 2019. Syracuse is coming off a 10 and 3 year where they're supposed to be fantastic and they've been terrible. Halfway through the year, Ryan Alexander says to Dino Babers, who is the coach that bills himself on being the guys get behind me guy and all my players love me and everybody wants to play for me. Ryan Alexander says I'm done. And he walks out on the program. He, nobody even knew he was going to do it. He just left. He said, I'm done. They didn't know what to do. Dino was like, whatever, who's going to play right tackle. This guy is a, is a, a veteran tackle on our offensive line. He knows our scheme, whatever Matthew Bergeron had to fill in. Everybody was like, who is this Canadian guy coming in? Like this French Canadian dude, like who is this? Becomes one of the best offensive linemen Syracuse has had in the past four, five years. I mean, he really was fantastic. And, and him leaving leaves a massive hole. If you thought Aaron Service leaving left a hole, Bergeron leaving is catastrophic in terms of where that 
offensive line is going to go. Like somebody really Enrique Cruz better show up and be the guy. Because if he's not, that hole's gonna be huge. Yeah, I, I just I keep thinking the number of stories that walked around the dome that night or on Saturday night, really. Uh each guy with you know their own story, their own contributions. Some obviously will will leave bigger holes on the field than others. Some we might not even know the true story or their impacts or you know what they were as players or things like that. Uh, but so many stories took a lap around that field. And because of the way this game went and because of the score and how quickly it was out of hand, it was a moment that did not afford them the recognition that I think you deserve when you give your all to a program, even if it is unsuccessfully. When you give your all to a program for as long as these guys did, and you know, you talk about Elmore, who just said, sure, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You want me here? Fine. That works for me. I'll try this. I'll try that. Just guys that will do what it takes to try and win. And even if it didn't end up with W's, uh, that effort needs the recognition. Um, I will say I got to shout out Andre Schmidt. I saw the some videos, some pictures. I'm giving his, his shoes or his cleats to I miss Eric Dungy on Twitter. Uh, that was cool. a cool moment to see you know, that and recognizing the young fans and that passion cool moment out of him to see that uh, it was, you know, I wish it was a better moment as they walked around and the Mike hell solo presser sort of with him alone at the podium was also a cool moment. Um, it was just, I wish the moment was bigger for them. More people were able to stay more people wanted to stay that kind of deal, but it is, it is what it is. Uh, we'll give them the recognition on here that we can, um, but it is it is unfortunate, and it is it's sad to see that happen because of the start, because of what that is, uh, and just dealing with it now and and looking back at it and looking back at you know how many different stories there are that walked around the dome after the game on Saturday night. All right, let's take one more break right here. This one brought to you by nissan and we're talking about this week's thrilling moment in college football because it's brought to you by nissan thrilling designs behind the new lineup from nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the driver themselves when i think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment i throw it to owen who's got one who would throw it to me are you ever going to have one i'm just going to ask i'd just like to include you that okay? Oh, that's nice of you. That's really nice of you, and I appreciate that. Does it have to be football? Yeah. It does? Okay, I was going to go with a basketball one, but I will audible on the spot, and I will go to, it was 2015, I believe, when Riley Dixon hurdles LSU to make the first down for a first down uh, on the fake. Heck yeah. I, I will, I like uh, let's roll with Riley Dixon today. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Okay, let's uh, wrap up the show here. Um, You got any final thoughts, Owen? My final thoughts are... You are right now a football team that has done a lot to stifle a fan base. You have two games left. 
pretty darn good Wake Forest team, a BC team that we've thought for the duration of this year that is very, very much an automatic win, which is becoming more of a game. If you lose back-to-back games, there is a good chance you allow the predictions to reign true and you finish dead last in the division after a 6-0 and start. I'm saying you have to play, and this is a bogus thing to push. you got to play for some pride here. You've got to do some damage control. You need to win one of these two football games to be 7-5 and five going into a bowl game because that is how important it is. Right now, if you go 6-6, six and six, that bowl game is as irrelevant as anything I can think of, and it's unfortunate that a bowl game with the Syracuse football team is a disappointment, but a 6-6, six and 0-6 six, oh finish to the year, any bowl game is disappointing and is going to be, in the mind of most fans, irrelevant. Yes, it might be cool. You're going to get people that go. I'm not saying that. But in terms of impact, that game is irrelevant. You need to do something in the next two weeks to make it slightly less irrelevant. Because I don't think you can overcome the disappointment that the last four weeks were. But you can do a lot to, I don't know, putting a couple of bandages on what it is that's happening right now. All right. I like that. Um, also, you, yeah. Shout out, shout out Q's men's soccer book on the episode. Yes. With that. People uh, forget. For I don't think you've ever told them that you're a former Q's men's soccer manager. Yes. I was team manager for three years. I did a lot of their social medias. Uh, so I, I know a good chunk of the team at this point. They are, you know, ACC champions. 2-0 win over Clemson Sunday afternoon. Really cool moment. Good to see for them. Uh, it was their second ACC championship since joining the conference. It's a pretty cool moment. And they they dominated that game from the start, got on the board early, and they kept the gas pedal down. Unlike Syracuse football. who Did you realize, and this is a stat, now I'm all over the place, Syracuse has had the ball first all 10 games. Did you see that stat? I did know that. I did know that. I've actually been following that every game. That is, that's one of my favorites. Uh, and they were, what, five of six in terms of scoring a touchdown, if I remember, in the six wins on that first possession or scoring on that first possession? I don't know that. I don't know that. That I forget. Um, but either way, interesting. I hope they elect to receive against Wake Forest. Totally. Make it elect. All right. That's all the time we have on Lockdown Syracuse today. Thanks for making it your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He's Owen Valentine. We'll see you tomorrow.